And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Terms or restrictions apply. Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a trio of feathery brethren, weather in any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's Top with cheese. It's Philadelphia, Bo Sheila, and Zach kicking it. Cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo Sheila, and Zach coming at you with Steps and things flapping their wings on. Birds you think Jack Del Rio's not going to go to the bar and get a drink and then come back and, and you know run his I can't meeting? Give me a break. I, I can't speak to what Jack Del Rio's going to do. <laughs> but, but, but what I can tell you is. Marissa, is that, let's, let's make that the drop. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what I can tell you is. A well chosen drop by Marissa. And hello, everybody. And welcome to the Thanksgiving Eve edition of Birds with Friends, a supersized edition, a two for one. Bo Wolf here. Zach Berman and Sheila Kapadia there. Sheila is hanging out at the bar. Marissa's running the ones and twos. And Sheila, everybody wants to know how you're doing, but I, I did want to ask you, uh, you know, we know about your long, acrimonious history with Bill Polian. Um, I'm curious, given how well the NFL has been handling all of these COVID situations, if you wanted to take this opportunity to uh, publicly apologize to a man who's on that committee. I mean, I, I know nothing about that. I, I followed his role in this through your tweets. Uh, as always, I understand about one out of every seven of your tweets. Like most of the time, I legitimately have no idea what you're talking about. That's not an act. Uh, I don't ask you. You don't tell me. I just say, all right, Bo, he, Bo's got a beef with this person. All right, I don't understand these words. I don't know who this person is. And I move on. So, uh, I, right? yeah, I can't say I have much to say there. Uh, okay, well then, Zach, um, I will what ask you. What is your name, Connery? I just saw Connor Hughes's. Well, I, I didn't see the full thing. I just yeah. saw. I, I know Connor Hughes's on, trainer. Yes, I saw on Twitter that uh, he was making Marissa's Jets podcast late because he had to run to the gym. So, <laughs> uh, you know, figured I'd teach him a, a couple lessons. I took a uh, picture of it and sent it to him already. I was dying. <laughs> that's good, uh, Zach. You are, um, you know, an award-winning beat writer. Um, we know you are the, the best in the business. I'm curious if you wanted to take this opportunity to uh, come clean and say that uh, it was, in fact, one of us or one of your former colleagues who was actually writing your training camp practice observations. <laughs> Once again, I don't think our <laughs> listeners are fully understand the joke here. Uh, you guys can go on the Twitter. I'm staying out of that one. Um, I'm excited for this podcast. I appreciated the introduction, although a quick correction. Uh, by all means, mm. go back and read that Vinnie Kerr story if you would like. But if you subscribe to one of my stories, subscribe to one in 2020 because we don't get 2019 <laughs> credit. So um, so Google Zach Berman Miracle at the Meadowlands or something like that uh, because uh, the 2019 story. a good one. Yeah, I like that yeah, one. I, I would love if, if, if you guys read the 2019 stories, <laughs> but we don't get the subscription credit for, for, for uh, those. 
Now, the listeners do want to know, Zach, what happened to your wallpaper? Yeah, They're so, looking for the athletic wallpaper. Yeah. They don't, you know? I thought tonight I would pull back the, I don't want to call it the original backdrop because we've only been doing this for a few months here. But uh, no, the I, I, I went to the athletic backdrop because um, I needed to be corresponding on, on the computer with my editor. I don't need to do that tonight. So I don't need the computer like within arm's reach of me here. Uh, I so that's why I went back to this backdrop. I thought it would look better, but I can for. Uh, it's nice to have your undivided attention. Yeah, for once. <laughs> but if you want, just just for a minute, I can put this one on, just for the uh, branding necessary. Go to the athletic. Mm. You heard Bo's advertisement for the deal. Definitely do that. Now, uh, Sheila, you've got your you've got your bar background. Uh, were you generally speaking a uh, you know go hang out with the townies on the. Uh, the night before Thanksgiving, see your old old high school acquaintances. Yeah, I enjoyed that. It's a great time. Okay, did, did it every year. It's the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. I'm festive here. You get like, loose. You get the uh, you know like the the awkward conversation with the person you haven't seen in like ten years. Oh, like, no, what do you I, do now? How the, how are the kids? Uh, or, not or you're really. With the no, like, the yeah, good friends of yours. Yeah, no, I had a I had a good high school experience. I you know you you've met some. You've got some your my, crew. Yeah, yeah. Some of my friends you've met have are uh, are from high school or middle school or kindergarten or elementary school. So uh, you know I find a few people I like and I stick around them. So I just usually you know you stick in that circle now. You go to the bathroom, you go somewhere else, you might have the awkward run in, but you know, that's okay. Have you, here's a, here's a good question. I'll, you know, take a whiff. Uh, have you at any point on a Thanksgiving Eve run into that uh, former tennis doubles partner of yours who you did not, did not like? No, I don't think there was a four. <laughs> I think you got the story wrong there, but we're not going to get into all Didn't that. you have a doubles story, partner you didn't like? No, no, that that wasn't it. There was a story about that, but I'm not going to retell that one. The diehards will, will know what it is. I don't remember it. Uh, Zach, listen, we, by we the way, we haven't even mentioned play. that yeah. the Eagles are playing the Seahawks yet. Like we haven't we even got a lot to get to. We don't know the quarterback's going to yeah, be. We've got a lot to get yes, to. Yeah. This is a this is a two for one show. Uh, we've got the. Uh, the bird on the street and the squall 22 coming up, and then we'll pivot to next Monday's game. We'll have the crow, thine enemy, super storecasting. And of course, those of you in the live chat, drop your super storecasting uh, suggestions for Marissa. And we'll close with the crystal bald eagle. Zach, but you said you uh, you did enjoy it. I, I feel like you're a, a, a guy who likes to enjoy the, uh, you know, the the small talk. <laughs> you, you, you like to you like to network. Uh <laughs> You're referring to Thanksgiving Eve here. Um, yeah. Well, when I was in college, I enjoyed like seeing my high school friends. Yeah, you, you know, you're away for college; it's your first time back. Um, you share an insomnia cookie. Well, I did that. No, I didn't bring insomnia cookies home. <laughs> but uh, no, it was something that yeah. I, in in my time in college, I enjoyed coming back on Thanksgiving Eve and seeing my high school friends. Since I, it, it's not like in my post-college years it's 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 not something i i really did especially once i was married you know it wasn't something that i've i have done in a while so off the market <laughs> no, not they just what do you guys what do you guys let's go up the come on you're you're up to a very slow <laughs> yes. start i'll take over all right <laughs> all right uh, so oh, we well, have... okay we, we can send it over okay. to the, to the <laughs> Cold news man okay. but before we do that uh we got let's we've, we've got some we've got some fresh audio so uh before we bring in the stone cold news man let's hear what the Eagles head coach, Doug Peterson, had to say today with a resounding uh, 
What's the word I'm looking for? Why don't you just play the clip? Endorsement. I've seen as a coach um, is that the tough decisions have to be made in this in this business, whether it's a a tough decision to to move on from a player in the offseason or, um, you know, to the decision now to whether you're going to make the move at quarterback or not. I mean, these are all decisions that that, um, you know, have to be made by me. And um, but for the most part, I just uh, I focus on the players. I focus on on getting better each day. Go ahead, Tim, and then Bo. You're not making that move, right, Doug, to a different quarterback? Not today on Wednesday, no. Okay, possibly for, for Monday? Um, I'm focused right now on getting better today. I mean, okay. we're looking I, – I don't know. I mean, I, I would say no, no, no. Carson's your starter for Monday? Yes. First of all, dynamite in in and out by Marissa <laughs> on that little swoosh. Uh, Zach, what did you make of that just jumble of an answer from Doug Peterson? Yeah, it wasn't uh, – I, I didn't think Doug did a very good job there, frankly. It, it, <laughs> it created more confusion than was, uh, um, than was necessary. And we should say that at, at, at the end of the press conference, uh, he was given the lifeboat again, basically saying, like, this is going to get blown out of proportion. Do you want to clarify? And he's like – you guys run with whatever you want. Carson Wentz is my quarterback. Uh, but he didn't say that the first time. So it's not a matter of anyone running with anything. It's like he created that confusion. I think Doug was uh, – he gets caught up in like the gamesmanship component of it. He gets – he he tries to be more clandestine. Is it clandestine or clandestine? It's clandestine, right? I think both work. Okay. Tomato, tomato. I think both are acceptable. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> so it's all the minututé of the uh, <laughs> spoken word. Dynamite dropping, Shiel. Uh, yeah, so he, <laughs> he tries to be clandestine about it, and I think that's what he initially was doing. And then he might have realized like how ridiculous it was um, when it, it's, it's like the old Chip Kelly thing where – Chip Kelly used to be like, well, we haven't had the Saturday practice yet, so we don't know if he's going to get to the game, right? Um, I, I, I think that Doug uh, was was trying a little gamesmanship there. Uh, if he was making, if he is making a, a quarterback change, that would be the most clumsy way <laughs> to bench your starting quarterback and go with the rookie. Like, like in the there'd be ninety nine ways like to, to to do it before you get to that one. So you're but to ditch so, him ain't one. Go ahead. So, so, so you're saying there's nothing to it. It was just a clumsy moment. There's nothing to be drawn from this about Jalen Hurts replacing Carson Wentz, about them having discussions about pulling Carson Wentz if he plays poorly. It was just Doug sort of handling it bizarre. in a really weird way, which which we have seen before, yeah. to be fair, and nothing's come of it. So is, is Zach, is that your stance on it or yeah there yeah no no that's that's my stance is that they're not making a quarterback change this week and he was trying gamesmanship the only other i i I don't want to say plausible because it's a it's more speculative is that there's like a push to make a quarterback change um and he's resisting and by whom well that's a good question well what's interesting about that is is before tim asked his question we kept it in there because he brings it up unprompted and says like these difficult decisions that a coach has to make, mm-hmm. you know, like do we leave get rid of guys in the offseason or, you know, do I make a quarterback change? 
nobody asked him about that. He brought that up and he was saying, you know, it's my decision and mine alone, which uh, again is maybe a little bit doth protest too much. Uh, I thought that was very weird. And Great. I did enjoy I did enjoy Tim's uh like there's a pause after Doug answers. He's like, wait a second, what what did he just say? He's like, Well, what about Monday? That was well, a very she funny, was so uh, proud when you mentioned that. Like, yeah, she no, was, well, like, I was gonna yeah, say yeah. that's great reporting. <laughs> you know, he's listening to what the coach is saying and saying, Well, that sounds a little bit out. You gotta react quickly. You know, he probably had a different question planned. He pivoted. So, you know, yeah. a lesson for you know, all, all journalists out there. Uh the truth says. Uh, T Max okay was hilarious, which I, I think that's what Bo was talking about. <laughs> he goes, he goes okay. <laughs> no, no. Um, so, so Bo, do you think there? Do you agree that it was clumsy, or do you think there is anything? I don't clumsy? think that it was uh, much ado about nothing. I don't, I don't think that it. it, it there's nothing to it. There's something going on. Um, maybe it's just because like. All the all the prep for the interview was gonna was about he's gonna be asked about the quarterback situation, so he brought it up. But the way that he he uh, responded to Tim's question, like not today, very weird. Um, I don't know that like I'm not gonna say that they're gonna they're gonna bench him this week, but but I, I feel like this was a you know a different line of answering than we've heard from him in the past on the it's, subject. it's very weird because it, it this is not a difficult question no. like if somebody you know is trying to trap you or right. get you to say something they could do that i mean if anything that might be the easiest question uh anybody could ask you know and it's, good, it's literally good, like it's uh, sort of it's probably the question that he was prepped on the most right like exactly. it, it'd be one thing if 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 someone asked this like week two and he he wasn't expecting it but like you have to go into the press conference knowing that that could be asked, right? Yeah, was, I mean it was asked after the game. Exactly. I mean, all you say is, yeah, <laughs> as all. I told as I told you guys after the game, you know, Carson Carson's my quarterback. We're gonna get better. Right. You know, we got a big game coming up. I'm whatever. Uh, but it, it was it, it was very strange, if nothing else. And now then it leads to you know Zach. What what was Carson's uh, Wentz's press conference like after that? Yeah, so Carson was asked by by Tim McManus again. Uh, great job by oh, Tim. Man, well, doing everyone's job. Well, actually, no. Him. So I mean, first, uh, first he was asked <laughs> by uh, Jeff McClain about Doug's comments, and uh, he said, you know, he's preparing like he always does, so on and so forth. And but what's up with this thing that now, like Doug and Carson have both said about how well, you know, Philadelphia is a little different. Like it's all on the quarterback and the head coach in Philadelphia. Give me a break. So pathetic. I'm so sick yeah. of that. Yeah. By the way, like there's no. Come on. I mean, there are a few other markets that are are dissecting the fact that the right guard was inactive or the left guard was inactive as much as Philadelphia. Like every player is scrutinized in right. Philly. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah. So the tip yeah, says you don't think, you, don't think uh, you know you don't think Adam Gase is getting uh, <laughs> Nate Herbig questions. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so well, I don't want to say what the Jets are doing. Um, but, uh, oh, yeah, I mean, maybe Herbig's, uh, you know, kids getting accosted at a little league game, but <laughs> All right, we're, we're staying away from that one. Um, uh, so Tim asked if uh, Tim asked Carson, if he's expecting to start, uh, or if it's his, if it's his understanding that he's starting and, uh, Carson, the, uh, polite North Dakota that he is says, yes, sir. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I gave him the sir. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like a sir. It's, I throw I throw a sir out pretty liberally. It's the opposite of Chip Kelly, who who once put. It's my second Chip Kelly reference. I shouldn't I shouldn't be too deep in the Chip Kelly references. Self aware. Uh, Twenty two minutes into the press conference, but Chip Kelly once pulled out a son 
on a reporter who was older than him. And really, it did not go over well. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember that. Uh, oh, yeah. I feel like I oh, sort of remember it, but I don't. Was it Marcus Hayes? That was Bob Brookover. Oh. Yeah. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. That's a interesting choice. Yeah. yeah. He pulled out the song. Bizarre. Yeah. Huh. Okay. And did 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 Brookie like clap back right away? Uh, I I forget that specifically, but as as we're talking about like like questions that could do me, when I saw this this reference today, Brookie was the one who asked the question to Chip Kelly in what turned out to be Chip Kelly's last press conference with the Eagles that had Chip Kelly respond, well, I'm not the GM. Mm, right. Uh, and yeah, I, I didn't get, I didn't get those vibes from this. I, I didn't, I didn't really see how it could be interpreted that it, way. It could be interpreted that way. If you're of the opinion that other people in the organization want a quarterback change. And that was Doug publicly saying no. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. I, I don't think that's the case, but. Who knows? In the uh, in the vein of the like, this was not a, a trap question. I thought there was a very good uh, trap question asked by Jeff McClain today to Brandon Graham. Um, he was like, you know, you've always been so good, BG, at uh, you know sniffing out screens. Like, what are tells that you get from opposing offenses on when a screen is coming? So it's like you know, you know that his angle is about the Eagles being bad at screens themselves. Twistedly, to to have Brandon a- answer that question for him. So that's a fine question. I will I will tell you, I looked this up earlier today. How many yards do you think the Eagles have on screen, not wide receiver screens, but running back and, uh, you know, tight end screens this year? 16. They had 399 last I'm sure year. that it's under 40. Zach? 25. Where did I, oh, 38. 38 yards on screens this season. They're averaging 2.2 yards per it's attempt awful. with the screen it's game. Pathetic. Wow. That's They're nice. nothing that they've done yeah, well in the past. They, they can do anymore. Well, we'll get to that, I guess. Anyway. Uh, someone, in the, someone in the chat guessed zero yards. <laughs> uh, all right, Zach, anything uh, else from wait, the Stone Cold uh, News? By the way, though, as, as, as we're talking about, like, uh, as, as we're talking about Doug answers that, that could be parsed, you know, and or that could be overanalyzed. He was asked about Kelsey starting his 100th game, mm. and he said, uh, "Every year it seems the team or the media is trying to get rid of him." Did you notice that? I didn't notice that. No. Yeah. I uh, missed that one. I'm trying to pull. I'm trying to pull that up here. Maybe um, they omitted it from the transcript. Yeah. Well, here. I... Yeah. Here. Whether it's uh, uh, wait here. I know over the years, probably in his career, we tried to, whether it's through the media or the team, we tried to find ways to move Jason Kelsey on. Wow. But I'll tell you what, I love this guy. <laughs> right? Like, Jeez. It, it, like, I heard that, and I was like, it sounds to me like... Good uh, listening. Like, yeah, so... Well, that is true. I could tell you from the Kelsey story I did that there were, there were people in the Kelsey camp who thought uh, they draft to say Amalu, and then there are some you know, reports about Kelsey's play declining or, or slipping. They, they didn't take too, too kindly to that. So yeah. they did try to, re- yeah. I mean, they did try to replace so, him and then he came back and played but really I, well. I, I found and that to be an what, interesting place, to, uh, like, like a very subtle dig. I thought. Yeah. I mean, if you want a, a bright spot from the Browns game, Kelsey was an animal in that game. I mean, uh, he he was he was just crushing guys in space. So second uh, half, yeah. Too. Let, let, 
second half too. I don't know how close well, he, you think he's I watched. playing with a busted elbow in the second half. Yeah. That's why. Well, I, I mean, the whole run game was bad in the yeah. second half, so I don't know. I just noticed throughout okay. that well, just when there was a good when there was a good play, he was crushing somebody, which you know, you kind of wrote about. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, that was a good day after. I like that. Zach, anything else? In terms of news, news wise, yeah, sure. Yeah, so uh, Zach Ertz is trending in the direction of playing. It's it, it, it certainly sounds like uh, second week back in 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 practice. He'll he'll be back out there Sunday. No official move yet, but it looks that way. Uh, I I did ask Doug because he he mentioned last week that when they self scouted during the bye, they were more effective out of eleven than twelve, as we discussed on last week's pod. Does this mean that they're going to go back to playing as much 12 personnel as they did early in the season? And Doug said, not just 12. Uh, Richard Rodgers uh, is they really got to keep Richard Rodgers on the field. <laughs> He's, He's really third impressed. in the league so, in yards per route run for all no, players. Yeah. They really do. <laughs> all players. So they need to find ways to play 13 personnel, uh, which, which I found to be an interesting answer. Like we talked all this time about the need for speed this offseason. And here we are in November, and the Eagles are finding ways to get three tight ends on the field, right? Yeah. Um, so pay attention to that. Uh, we uh, we spoke to Jason Kelsey. He's going to play uh, this week. Jason Kelsey had had the elbow injury, of course, last week. He said he knew right away what it was. Um, it's feeling better than he expected right now. It's obviously sore when we spoke to him. He had the brace on his left elbow. Then uh, the Eagles – activated or I shouldn't say activated began the 21 day practice window for Jannard Avery and they put Craven LeBlanc on IR. Um, so Craven LeBlanc. Oh, Jannard Avery's been injured. Yes. Yes. Yeah, Jannard <laughs> oh, Avery's been injured. I, I just thought they weren't playing him. Uh, and well, yeah. So, uh, Avery's been down. Then, uh, we don't have an update formally on Lane Johnson. I, I, I guess we'll see toward the end of the week. How, how, how Lane's doing, how Jason Peters is doing since we last spoke and Bo and I wrote about this in our beat back and forth, Jason Peters is going to remain the left tackle. Doug Peterson said that on Monday. So they're not making a move at left tackle or at least one that Doug is revealing in the press conferences. And uh, we, we spoke to the special teams coordinator and, and, and the defensive coordinator yesterday, nothing newsworthy came out, just more talking points. So spe- speaking of Jason Peters, I'll just give you give you a couple uh, film notes here, and I think they showed this during the game. But the safety that Carson Wentz takes in the end zone, if Jason Peters is able to block Olivier Vernon, they might have a ninety yard touchdown to Dallas mm-hmm. Goddard. I mean, it, it is a busted coverage if he's able to get to his backside read and throw the ball to Dallas. I usually hate when announcers say, "Is Bo talking?" Is Bo on mute? Yeah, he's on mute. His mouth is moving. We can't hear you, Bo. That was great. No, no, no. Please. (laughs) Oh, why did I say anything? Oh, why did I say anything? um, We could have done the whole podcast (laughs) and not heard a word that he said. It would have been the best joke of all time. He would have gone through the whole thing. We could have just responded randomly. He would have been so confused. Oh my God, I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. Like, that that was like Jason Peters blowing it against yeah, Olivier right. Vernon right there. I was going to say, uh, I th- it, it at least takes a bit of a leap of faith that Wentz would have even gotten to that read. But Well, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, there was nothing. Yeah, but there was no defender near him, no safety, nothing like that. And so that was a huge play in the game if Jason Peters 
is able to make that block. So uh, yeah, just keep throwing him out there. He had a great game. It uh, sends a good message to the the locker room that you're definitely playing your best players. When a guy <laughs> just got uh, embarrassed on, you know, on like, uh, I don't know how many sacks he gave up, but he played a terrible game. You've got a guy on the bench, a younger guy who's worked his butt off, who could be part of the team in future years, but why play him? Even if he might be better than the guy you're playing right now. It's, it's, it's maddening. And uh, it's it's not dissimilar from like the usage of Travis Fulgham, even though he's on the field. It's just like this coaching staff seems unable to identify obvious things that are right in front of them. Like who are your good players? Get them involved. And it's it's crazy. I don't know. It, it's we have a celebrity appearance in the uh, chat here. Mm. Brandon Lee Gowden in here. Ooh. BLG. Leon Birdsman. Nice. Wishing. Birds with friends, a happy Thanksgiving. I mean, you should see the reception he's getting in here. Same to Brandon. The, the, happy Thanksgiving. The, yeah, happy Thanksgiving to uh, to our on Birdsman, uh, the great the great BLG. And uh, man, yeah, the the listeners are starstruck. Uh, BLG making an appearance in the chat. You know, I was thinking about the Eagles in a, in comparison to the Dolphins. Uh, you know, the Dolphins, they're winning. They bench Ryan Fitzpatrick. They go with Tua. You know, they think that's their best move. They think he gives them a better chance to win. Tua last week is doing nothing, right? They're getting they're getting beaten by the Broncos. He's not moving the team at all. Fourth quarter for the last two drives, they bring in Fitzpatrick. And I'm watching the game thinking, uh, I think this is a good move. Like they had a chance to steal the game. They're in a in a playoff hunt. Uh, if anybody, you know, Fitzpatrick, we know he's high variance. Maybe he gets hot for a couple of drives, leads them to victory. Doesn't happen. Throws an interception on the last play. Uh, the Broncos made a really nice play. After the game, Flores said, explains it and says, we're going back to Tua. It's not that it's not that crazy. These things, like I feel like the Eagles think every little move is gonna lead to some crazy locker room. Uh, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? revolution rift whatever there's gonna be chaos oh my god they're play they put peters at right guard how are we gonna play a game this is crazy they traded for deandre hopkins right. and gave him a contract no one no other player is gonna show up on monday because of this this doesn't happen in the nfl like treat the players like grown-ups yes. sometimes like the dolphins made those moves i mean think about if like think about if like the eagles thought about making those moves the 700 different things they, well, you know, well, this person's going to ask me this at the press conference on Monday yep. and they're going to write 100%. this about us. And then this is going to happen. And this is, why don't you just do what gives your team the best chance to win? That's usually the best decision. Treat people like grownups. Yeah. Fitzpatrick says after the game, you know, I got a shot, but we know it's Tua's team. Mm -hmm. Tua says, I wasn't moving the team. They wanted to get Fitzpatrick in there. Guess what? Everyone showed up to practice on Wednesday and it was okay. They understand they're still getting their paychecks. Like the coach has to communicate these things in a clear way, privately and publicly, and has to have the trust of the locker room, which this is something that Peterson, you know, say what you want about him. That's something he has, I think. Over the years, I don't think he should have to worry about all these things. And it just drives me nuts how much they worry about these little dynamics at play and don't just do things to help the team win. It's ridiculous. It's the, it's the exact opposite um, of the tentpole of like respecting your players not enough or respecting them too much or you know being too deferential to them. But it is the exact same symptom as the way Chip Kelly handled things where you're just not treating grown men like adults. Just treat them like adults. They can handle it. 
So I totally agree. And if they can't, yeah. it says something about that person, right? Yeah. You know, like, yeah, I mean, what, like what's going to happen really? What is Jason Peters going to do? If you say, uh, JP, we love you. You've had a great career. Listen, we got to do what's best for the team. My lot is one of our best five. We're going to play at left yeah, tackle. Right we signed guard, you to dude. play right guard. We're not adjusting your salary. Um, you know, let's go out there. Like, I mean, I don't know. What's he going to do? If he, if he says, well, I'm not doing that, then fine. You know, right. he's going to be the one who looks bad if he doesn't do that. And I don't think he would do that. He might be mad at right away. And then he's going to say, all right, I thought about it. There's nothing I could do. I'm going to play right guard because that's, you know, I have no, you have no other options. And if, and if Carson Wentz goes out and is playing, it has like four interceptions against a terrible Cowboys team and they're, you're tied against Benny DiNucci and you bench him at halftime, guess what? You're playing badly. You get benched and fine. You come back and, and you go win the job back. Like whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I don't agree. Well, might as well get into this conversation. I don't agree, and we've had this conversation, and you guys talked about it in the post-game pod, with the notion that if you bench Carson Wentz, there's no coming back from that. It's over. His Eagles career is over. I mean, I just totally disagree with that. We have precedent in this town in 2008. Donovan McNabb gets benched. Kevin Cobb comes in. He doesn't play well. You go back to McNabb. You go to the NFC Championship game. And so the outcomes you would be looking for with such a move if you thought that Carson Wentz was playing, I mean, Doug's Peterson's answer was so ridiculous that we're not giving up on the season. You're getting among the worst quarterback play in the NFL right now. That's not giving up on the season. It's trying to get a spark and trying to improve your offense. Like the fact that that didn't like click or didn't seem to click for him was ridiculous. But let's say you bring in Hurts and he plays well. That's a good outcome. Let's say you bring in Hurts and he doesn't play well. Yeah, absolutely. If Jalen Hurts comes in and plays well. So, so where I disagree with, with what you said previously, where, where like, it's, it's not hard. You go back to Carson and, and you said there's precedent in this town and they went back to McNabb in 2008 also because Kevin Cobb, I did not do any better. If Hertz, right. if Hertz looks much better than, than Carson. And you said this yourself, the last the, uh, podcast two weeks ago that you stick with Hertz, right? Then what do you do about yeah. Carson? So, so it, it is possible that you don't go back to Carson. Yeah, it's possible. It is, but yeah. yeah, you figure it out. I mean, if if Hertz takes over and you That's win great. like five in a row and you win a playoff game, well, then it becomes a lot easier. I mean, Hertz is your guy. If he's okay and you're not sure. Well, then that's why you have a, a seven-month offseason to figure out what you want to do. Maybe it's a quarterback competition. Maybe it's uh, something else. Who knows who's going to be back? But you know, I, I don't think it's the end of the world. I mean, when you know, Wentz can come back at some point. He's not. 37 years old and he's not playing well right now. And you've tried 400 different things and nothing, none of them have worked. I don't see how it's a crazy solution. I personally, I would make the move right now. I would say, all right, really? we're making, we're making the move. Let's get the run game. You know, we'll have a nice run game with Jalen hurts in there. Carson, we want you to take a step back. We don't know if this is permanent. It's just not working right now. We're not blaming it on you. We're just in the hunt. It's the final six weeks. We feel like we need a spark. We're going to jail, and I don't expect you to be happy about it. Uh, we expect you to compete, and you know we're going to need you at some point here. 
and and you go with Hertz and you see what happens. I mean, got the most extra, likely extra day of practice this extra week. Extra day. <clears throat> it's not a great defense you're going up against. It's a defense that's been getting shredded. You know, all, all these different types of things. So uh, I think it, it would be time just to see. Yeah, I mean, don't you just want to see what it would look yes. like? You might have the exact same issues. And if you're Jeffrey Lurie, well, then that can clarify some things for you. If Hertz comes in, it's is the same. You know, the exact same issues. Well, now. You're thinking about, well, was that the right pick? Is it the coaches? All these different types of things. Is it the roster? But I don't know. They're just doing the same thing over and over again. And it seems so clear that they don't have any answers. Maybe they do have answers. Maybe they'll turn it around. Uh, Things do change sometimes at this point in the season. I feel like we forget every year, but stuff happens in weeks 12, 13, 14, 15 that you never saw coming. So there's always the chance of that. But man, just watching uh, the thing that really sticks out on film is just how unsure Wentz is on every play, how he has no answers on any of the plays. It is night and day from 2017. I mean, have you seen a quarterback hitch more in the pocket than him? Even on the Richard Rodgers touchdown, he's hitching three times. That play is great. It's like the worst looking good play I've ever seen. <laughs> it's unbelievable. And it, it's really like every single time he's back there. And so you need to do something to break that, I feel like. I've said this on the podcast the other night uh, on the post game, but you know they paid this premium price for uh, an, an insurance policy at an important position, and maybe they didn't foresee this being what they were going to need to use that policy for. But guess what? You have this. You paid for it. You might as well use it, and it's not going to like you know up your rates for cashing it in. Um, yeah, yeah, I didn't agree. I didn't agree with your. Uh, yeah, you see, Zach Bo got some real nice engagement on that tweet. You, see you don't that? agree with that. I, did. I mean, it's I, so, I don't think it's at your Greg Ward level, but Bo, what'd you get on that bad boy? I mean, that was really know, it's spreading. Nothing like your, it's nothing like your Wentz piece. Nice, 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 strong take there. You know, I feel like. I think. But what was the, what was the exact take? Because I do feel, I do think I slightly disagree. I said with if, you. if remember, if Jalen Hurts, if they don't think that he is good enough to give them better quarterback play than what they are getting from Carson Wentz right now, then he wasn't worth a second round pick. Yeah, no, I don't think I totally agree with that because, I mean, he is a – he's like a rookie, and so I don't think I would judge the – I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I think it was a bad pick. Uh, we panned it the night it happened, all those different types of yeah, things. Yeah, but we are but talking feel, about a guy who was playing as the worst quarterback in the league. Yeah. Well, that's true. Uh, two, 216 retweets, Zach. That's nothing to you. That's nothing to you. And 2,000 likes. How about that? 2,000 likes. You guys are the real engagement monsters. (laughs) I mean, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I'm tweeting like Uh, Jack Del Rio jokes. You know, come on. That's that's one of the (laughs) tweets that she understood. Uh, least, yeah, I was gonna yeah. Say, at least I did. Only, I, mean, I, I felt like it I only resonated. With, he only remembered it because he understood it. Yeah, but I I do need a, a mea culpa here. I need to make a mea Moa, culpa. Moa culpa on the show. Moa culpa, but actually mea culpa. Like I got the expression correct. Correct. Yes. Yes. Yeah, okay. No, you're right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, we can we can mute mute him again if we so want to. on 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 draft night um, and draft weekend. I was saying like. Uh, that this hurts pick, it doesn't create a quarterback controversy. Uh, I think that's a stretch. Yeah. They've shown Carson, you know, with the contract they gave him, with with everything that they've done in the past few years, that he's their guy. Like a second round pick is not. I was saying all of that on on uh, draft night and draft weekend, and I firmly believed it. Um, and I didn't think that. I think they probably believed it too. Yeah. So. 
And because the suggestion was that was like dumb. every time Carson threw an interception, uh, people would be calling for up for Jalen Hurts, and I, and I was like, no, that's not going to happen. But I didn't foresee this, and I like, right, no one did. Yeah, yeah. And, and but I'll say that they created this situation by taking Jalen Hurts in the 100%. second round, where there they is invited this, this, this idea. situation. I, exactly. Uh, if Nate, and I said this on the pod the other night, if Nate Sudfeld was the number two then there wouldn't be this curiosity. Maybe there'd be like, are you going to bench Carson for a game? But I don't think anyone practically would, would be like, have Nate Sudfeld be your quarterback for the rest of the season. But because of the investment they made, because they spent that second round pick, there is le- a legitimate argument that could be made that why don't you see what you have here? And as I said, yeah. go ahead, go ahead, Joe. Well, no, go ahead and say what you were going to say because I, I have my notes here. From as the I said the other night, I think I think if it was Sudfeld as the backup, they would have been more likely to do an in-game yanking because they wouldn't have been afraid of the uh, you know, the firestorm that would come after. I thought that was the craziest thing I really? heard in the post-game pod. I mean, on what planet? I mean, I think I think it's true. There's no, no, there's no, there is no world where they would envision a scenario where they could envision. put Sudfeld. Yeah, but they, they could have Sudfeld happen. in there for Wentz. That would not happen under any circumstances. I don't know. He could fumble seven. He could fumble on seven straight possessions, and there's no way they would think. I don't All think right, that's true. yeah, if that is true, that was crazy, Zach. Next time, you got to call him out on I that. I stand by that. Come on, that's not true at all. There's, I, I don't but, think so. All right, so but like when they signed I'm, Nate, when they signed Nate back in March, I thought that. And, and again, I, I, I was critical of it because I, I thought they needed a backup with, with more experience um, in case Carson got hurt. But I thought, all right, well, here's a guy who like Carson likes, he's good in the room and he's totally non-threatening for Carson. Right. Right. So I thought if anything, like that is the advantage of it, it, it is that there's, you're not creating a situation where if, if you brought in Jameis Winston, let's say, or someone like that, there's that curiosity, um, but that's there. That, that's not so with Nate Sudfeld. There is a curiosity, legitimately, not just because of the player, but especially because of the cost with Jalen Hurts. And I do think, I think one day when you know, if this goes the way that it looks like it's going, and Carson Wentz, you know, is no longer with the Eagles in a couple of years, he goes somewhere else. He has a little bit of success somewhere else, a bit of a career rejuvenation. And the story is written about his time in Philadelphia. I think there's going to be a lot to be said for like the mental anguish that he has been put through throughout his career here. Whether it's you know the the injury in 2017, watching his backup win the Super Bowl, getting hurt again, and watching his backup have success again, uh, getting hurt again, finally making it to the playoffs, and he suffers a concussion. And it you know the truth is maybe we're not connecting the dots enough to that concussion. Like since the clowny hit, he's been bad. I don't know if there are lasting effects from that, but uh, all these things that he's been through, then the team drafts his backup in the second round. He never sort of feels the full commitment. I feel like that is going to be sort oh, of the narrative five years down the road. I disagree with that last statement. They they gave him $128 million contract. They, yeah, but that's table stakes for a quarterback. They pandered to him at every turn here in the past few years. Like, like anything Carson's wanted – They've they've done. I, I I mean, this has been a. Well, they didn't uh, get many receivers. 
Well, well, they think they have though. That's yeah. a, that's the thing. Uh, but uh, no, and I go back to what Shea was saying about about Peters, and I, I like Tariq Carson like an adult, right? They drafted a quarterback I in the second round. Okay, like you're our guy. We we paid you 128 million dollars. We we traded three years of drafts or two years of drafts to get you. Um, we 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 let the Super Bowl MVP leave because we're committed to you. Like, what more do you need to like? I I agreed with what Howie said. They showed that they showed Carson through his through their actions and and their wallet, you know, their cap space, their wallet, however you want to phrase it, that he's their quarterback. If car if if they're sensitive to Carson's feelings here, then I think that says more about Carson than it does about the Eagles. Well, I don't think though what Bo said is inaccurate or unfair. I mean, it is a crazy five year stretch. When you think about it now, not everything is like because of decisions the team made or in their sure. control or those things. I mean, things happen, but it is a crazy five-year stretch. Mm-hmm. And there could absolutely be a scenario where it doesn't work out and he goes somewhere maybe in 2022 and it's a fresh start and there's a better supporting cast around him and the coaching staff really knows how to, I don't know, how to get him back on track. And he has an amazing phase two of his career and he does look back and there's a big feature about, yeah, well, you know, it was hard watching Nick up there with that trophy after I started 13 games. And then the next year I go down and we're not playing in Snick again. There's shrines in the locker room and all these different types of, so I think all those things are real and fair. Like, I don't know that there's been another uh, career, another quarterback who's had that way. I actually think that's why there is this emotional investment from Eagles fans in Carson Wentz and why this year has been so difficult is because like they watched that Super Bowl year and they were like, this is our guy. This is it. And you had to, I mean, it's normal to feel for him after the way the next couple of years went. It's just like, all right, get some guys around him. They're not helping him out and do this and this. And then now you have this year and it's gone worse than anyone could imagine. And it's like, there's been sort of a, I don't know if denial is the right word, but it's just like, no, this can't be, this can't, you know, <laughs> he can't be playing this poorly. This was our guy. And I think that's why this year has sucked so bad among other things for Eagles fans. I think that's, yeah, well, that, that's a good, that's, that's a really good point. And, but I, I, I do think we can agree that like when Carson was on, um, and I, I know it's been since 2017, but I, I thought he played well in 2018 too, uh, before the injury. Uh, but but when he was when when he's at his best, like there are few quarterbacks in the league like him. You know, it's if uh, are you fans of the Wire? Yes. You I mean, know, it's, come on. Yeah, yeah it's, me it, and it's Namdi like, Asamoa. Come on, Bird on a Wire, PhiladelphiaEagles.com <laughs> every week. I, I, I buried that. Ooh, I, be the I thing think that about I'm you know for. like like McNulty's wake when they said you know but but like you know when he was at his best like there were you know there's there's no better detective like I, I that that's kind of when when Carson's on he plays the position like few people can. I, I, I don't know how I, I would wonder what that number would be though when you look at the landscape of the league now. I, I mean, think I might, agree with that. There was sort of a time in 2017. It's different now. It is this different is a now. different. This is a the the the. This is why it's. Um, I agree with it's that. Real, like the quarterback market is very interesting. Getting competence right now. Like I remember when Nick Foles. I think it was that first run, and it was like, well, if he can actually give you just competence, then that actually is very meaningful. 
and is something. That's not the case anymore. I mean, every team has like some level of competence except for like the Jaguars. I mean, there might be two or three teams where you're just like, they have no shot this weekend because their quarterback sucks so bad. But most of the teams, like there's this huge range from like five to 20 of guys like the the Garoppolo's and the Goffs and Bo's boy, Kirk Cousins, where it's like, well, it depends on the day. This guy could throw for 303 touchdowns. This guy could be a disaster today. If you look at it over the course of an entire season, they're probably going to be okay if you put the right pieces around them if you have good coaching so it's very different now and and that's why it is hard to sort of uh, assess Wentz also because that ceiling from 2017 I agree he played there were times even last year and in 2018 where you thought all right he's playing pretty well here maybe he's like a top 12 guy but I don't know that middle range is a lot easier to uh, obtain now I think than it was definitely when we were like growing up but but even like five years ago I think that's right I guess I guess I am too swayed by 2017, and frankly, that that might be. And I I don't know if this is the podcast for it. It, it might be something after the season to to uh, really go podcast to really go in depth on. But uh, I think organizationally, like like that might be their biggest issue. Is is that 2017 uh, is looking more like lightning in a bottle than it than it's looking like this foundational year where where this is the beginning of something you know a hundred percent i mean look at them since then yeah uh, you know a losing it, record it, as you as you this, pointed this out this was this wasn't like the uh you know this is not like the andy McNabb era mm-hmm. where obviously they never won the title there. So Eagles fans would easily trade. I think this stretch for that stretch, but when you're looking at it as an organization, are we building a, are we building for sustained success where year after year after year, we're going to be in the mix. You cannot answer that. Yes. yes. I mean, yes, right. they've won the, they, they've been the playoffs the last two years, but come on, look at the circumstances. They've been uh, nine win teams. They've had a terrible division. You look at all the advanced metrics, they've been mediocre by those. And so they have not built a, you know, a a roster or an organization for sustained success. They just haven't, regardless of whatever win totals they want to brag about on and off the record, that has not been the case. Uh, Before we get to uh, the next segment, Sheil, any, uh, any other takes you had written down from the last podcast? Oh, I thought you were going to ask me to do an ad read Uh, from the last podcast. Let's see. Uh, yeah, the Hertz thing. I just, I just feel like it, it, it's too early to say that. I mean, you could have a if because a second round pick. Remember, we looked at the numbers during the draft, right? And there's like a forty to fifty percent chance that you're getting a competent backup in the second round. And so, well, yeah, but that's the use say, of the pick. Those ended up being bad picks, right? But to say that, like at this point, if he's not ready to play and give you like you know average starter play, that it's a bad pick. I wouldn't necessarily agree with that. That's all. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I but, can't, but if he can't be like the fifth worst quarterback in the league right now, then that's a bad pick. Like that's I that's guess, better I, than Wentz. All right, I guess that's could be true. Anyway, all right, uh, I could I couldn't believe you just like let this moment slide where I guess Bo was responding to a text or something and said uh, it's about the three week old. 
And Zach said you're responding to a three week old text. <laughs> Marissa, right? Wasn't it something he like said, that? He said you're answering a week old text. Yeah, yeah, but then they just moved on. Yeah. I mean, Zach thinks Bo has such little like respect for what he's saying that he would be responding to a week old text in the middle of like a point. And he's saying made. and saying, hold on. Like uh, Yeah, hold on. Uh so I did think that was a funny moment. Uh sorry. I thought how about Bo with the with the big flex of about, oh, I have a friend in Cleveland I'd like to see. <laughs> yeah, huge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. What a, what a flex that was. All right. I think those were the, I have no idea why I wrote this <laughs> down. I don't think you guys, that you guys talked about this, but I just wrote down fiance. Cause has anyone mm. ever said that word and that sounded like a complete, you're just like, it's hard. Shut, shut yeah. up, you know? What are you supposed I, to call it? Yeah, I mean, well, the, I don't know. Yeah, there's don't no better option, but I, yeah. This. So I don't know why it's. I wrote it down, but it's right there under Big Flex Cleveland friend. Mm. So, there you go. There was a there was a funny the moment listeners. on the uh, on the. This is true. There was a, Actual the, notes right there. We can't see it because we, we can't All see right. it because the South Philly well, I kind of like that. Yeah. I can write anything. There was a down. funny <laughs> moment on the Zoom calls today where somebody prefaced a question with, uh, "I was talking to Ron Jaworski recently." And it was like, oh, big oh, Jaworski flex big there. flex. Jaws flex Jaws right flex. there. Uh, all right. And now two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms and restrictions apply. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Marissa, what's your uh, Thanksgiving spread going to be like tomorrow? Well, my Thanksgiving is going to be very different. I normally have like 50 people at my mom's, but um, obviously we are, you know, being responsible and not doing that. Um, so it's just me, my mom, my stepdad. I might see my cousins from the street and wave to them outside. Nice. Um, but my mom's still cooking as if there's 50 people wow. coming over. Are you going to so be like dropping guess... the food off to other people? Or? No. I think my uncles might pick up her stuffing because she's the only one that knows how to make it like my grandma used to. So okay. she's going to have to leave it outside. But I can't eat stuffing because it's not gluten-free. Mm. You should have her <laughs> so, make a uh, magic spoon stuffing. Well, she did make me a gluten-free pepperoni bread. So mm, nice. I really, Aww. yeah, that's honestly like I think I'll like that. I mean, turkey's not my favorite. So the pepperoni bread might be my uh, my main uh, course tomorrow. But, okay, uh, I like that. Mashed potatoes and corn is like my mixed together. I like mashed potatoes and corn gravy. I don't like like I like gravy on turkey, but like I don't really love it. I, I like it in mashed potatoes, but I like corn in mashed potatoes better. Interesting. So, okay. What about you guys? Uh, we're doing uh, turkey stuffing, uh, green bean casserole, and mashed potatoes, sweet potatoes. That sounds great. Yeah. Lots of uh, lots of recommendations in the chat. I, I guess they're doing a BWF uh, 
uh, drinking game, sort of. Mm. And uh, someone said, drink for every turkey that Z-Berm saves for next week. <laughs> that, that would be dangerous. Yeah. It would be like Jay Billis during the NBA draft, has, bottoms up, right? He has 50 turkeys. Yeah, so. he's got a lot. And Sheila, what, what are you drinking? Seeing you sipping on a little something? A little beverage. Okay. A little bevy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, a little bevy. Uh, did you have any other Squall 22 notes to get to? Uh, let's see. Does anyone care about these? Yes. I mean, you did the work. You might as well squall, have squall, it pay off. Squall 22. Uh, you know, the Wentz pick six, I feel like, has gotten some different uh, different reaction. You know, Dan Orlovsky had a, a video. I where feel like Dan Orlovsky has been a little bit, generally speaking, a little bit too nice to Carson. A little bit too defensive of Carson. Oh, yeah. I mean, are you... He's. I, that, I mean, I think he's going for that. Yeah, I yeah. think you rip on me for for like guessing uh, apple. <laughs> the obvious. Yeah. yeah, really. I <laughs> mean, that's a, I thought. Didn't you think he was joking, Zach? Yeah. I was like, where's he going with I, this? I, I thought he, he like like both thought he had this really unique take. Like, <laughs> like I'm. You know, okay, I'm just saying. That's the knock on Dan. Oh, please. This is all like the, oh, like uh, Bo says these inside jokes that all the listeners aren't tuned in on. Maybe they don't know that. You think they're in the comments section aren't always listening to Dan Orlovsky? If this is the first time you've heard that, uh, is this the first time you heard Dan Orlovsky might be a pro Wentz guy? Put that in the comment section on on, on YouTube. Um, If you feel feel enlightened. (laughs) But I think that was worse than Apple and Amazon. No way. But uh, yeah, no, he he didn't think that, uh, you know, that was necessarily on Wentz. Uh, I disagree. I know Coach Flynn. Uh, you know, sent, I sent him the, the clip and he feels like the ball needs to be out there to Jalen Rager. I thought it was a pretty nice, well-designed play, actually. You know, Rager is kind of slowly acting like he's going to block the linebacker and then he goes out into his route. I was, you know, in soft play action. I was like, oh, you know, that's, that's kind of creative. That's a, that's a nice looking play. I mean, Ch- Zach's boy, uh, this is the third time we've mentioned him now, Chip Kelly would always use NFL Open. I mean, give me a break. They're, the the safety's like six, seven yards away from him. I mean, I think there's plenty of room to get that ball there. Doug Peterson said, you know, I was yes. reading his transcript. I was, but he he will rarely, I feel like, say we felt like there was a chance to complete that pass, and he kind of said that. If he's saying that, I feel like it's obvious. It's obvious there. So, um, Richard Rodgers blew the blocking assignment. Yes, you would prefer that he doesn't do that. But he's a number one receiver. You can't really ask him to make that. Yeah, block. I mean, you can't ask him to do it all. So uh, the ball should be out to Rager. Uh, and it's just like another example of how unsure Wentz has been uh, all season long. This this drove me nuts. The the screen passes to Greg Ward. I, I Did I mention this on the, on the pod? I thought I did, right? You probably did, yeah. Just I'm in probably passing. Repeating it's, it, cra- but, it's crazy. Yeah, he's the least... Rager. He's the least explosive guy or with the ball Fulgham. in his hands. Like, yeah. Or Fulgham. Like, get the ball in those guys' hands. What are you doing? There were two. There, there were two in the first half, and I'm just thinking, like, I couldn't believe it. Why on earth? You should not be calling plays for Greg Ward. Greg Ward's case. Like, Peter, Doug Peterson has said this said this to us over the years, right? I remember him saying like, well, when we put together a game plan, I don't know what year it was, but we got plays for Ertz. We got plays for uh, Jeff. Yeah. 86. Yeah. Yeah. And he'll name three guys. And he's like, and then the other guys is going to be in like the flow of the game. That's when they're going to get their catches. That should be 84. 84 should be in the flow of the game when he's getting those catches. Richard Rodgers is is third in the league in yards per round run. Greg Ward among wide receivers. Second last. Oof. Well, pretty bad. 1.01, I believe, uh, yards per round run. 
Yeah, Demarcus no, that, Robinson is the only one worse. Mm, Demarcus Robinson, not a not a great player. <laughs> and the Eagles I really sign him. So <laughs> I again, really, really feel don't. like they can really pick him. <laughs> I really feel like the Chiefs could upgrade that spot with somebody whenever I whenever I watch the Chiefs. But uh, you know, and then some of these other like I I know you guys mentioned these after the game, but just the degree to which to how conservative they are right now. I mean, third and seven. I don't even think it was a zone read watching the film. I think it was a tackle trap. I think it was supposed to be a run play and it was just like screwed up. And Wentz is just like, all right, I'm not handing it off. I'm just going to go run with it, which is like third. I don't know. But that was like at midfield. So whether it's a a read play or just a run play, I mean, what are you doing there? You can't take a shot with something there. You punt on fourth and four from the Cleveland 44. You guys mentioned not taking the timeout after the Josh Sweat sack. There were two more uh, busted screen passes. And then I thought the play that really just epitomized their season was the intercept, the the last interception there. I mean, 207 left. You're down by 12. It's desperation mode. Dial up your, what do you got? What's the best play? What's the one you, you know, you got to get a touchdown here. What's your best red zone play? They're going one-on-one Alshon Jeffrey to Denzel Ward. It was for five like a yards. Pro bowl, all pro level corner this year. I mean, for five yards, this, this one-on-one, there's no screen. There's, there's no rub concept. There's, you're not doing anything fancy there. It's Alshon. Go try to run a five yard out. If you catch the ball there, you're not even in the end zone. It's a, and it's, mean, it's, it's, it's an important like situational thing to score before the two minute warning yes. for them there. So beyond like just thinking that this guy who's playing his fifth snap and is running like an 85 year old snap of the game. It's his fifth snap of the game. Beyond thinking that that guy's going to win that route. It's a terrible play to call. Yeah. Also, I mean, that if, one... if your explanation for that is that your timing is off with him, like Alshon's been here since 2017. Um, well, yeah, but he hasn't been throwing to he hasn't been throwing to you know geezer Alshon who like, uh, this is a totally different player. Alshon jumped like like one of the funniest. I mean, there were the there were three yeah. laugh out loud moments yeah. of the game, and Alshon's jump was one. Yeah, of them. Um, yeah. It, so it, it just it makes no sense whatsoever. Uh, I uh, yeah, Bo pointed out the jump to me, which you know because I, I I tweeted this out was the on play a and text, based- right. Mm. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> Marissa, I just want to make sure we. we, we, we. Well, I, I tweeted I out. The, I tweeted out the play, and oh. and Bo said that was one of uh, what he just said. Yeah. That was one of three left. So then I watched uh, Alshon jump, and it really is funny. It's, it's it's, I, funny. I I told Bo it's like when uh you know Lila our four year old would be like you know Daddy look how high I can jump. I don't know if your kids do this. It's very funny. You should have them do it tomorrow if they haven't. <laughs> And then she'll jump and like, she's getting like this far <laughs> off the ground. It takes after dad. We don't have a lot of hops in the uh, Kapadia jeans, but that's what it reminded me of with Alshon Jeffrey. Like what was that jump? It was, it was amazing. I suggest everyone go watch it. Treat yourself on Thanksgiving. What's your, uh, do you have like a, what, what is your bedtime routine? Like with the kids these days, show? Uh, pretty smooth, I would say. Is it like, is it a set thing every night? Like, uh, eight o'clock, everyone goes up. Uh, Leela is usually pretty easy. And then, like, Naya stays up for like an hour and a half doing like 40 different things. We, yeah. I, a, a friend of mine was explaining theirs tonight. I think, I think their daughter's like four ish. Uh, and he said, uh, him and his wife have to have to stand up in front of her and she picks one of them to read the book. Uh, to, and sends the other one away 
It's just like mm. standing in front of the queen. My wife and I were laughing about that because it seems very like like Casey could be asking us to do that any day now because it's always like he has to be in control of every single yeah. little thing. It's very funny. No, I did I did get a daddy go away like about five <laughs> minutes before we started recording, so that happens. But I think four, I, I would say four is like the has been my favorite age. I would really, say. yeah, I don't know. Four is a great age. I feel like they're they're you know the the potty training's good. All that stuff, the whining has, you know, the tantrums and the whining has died down. They, they're forming their own thoughts. I like a four. I'm six months away from that or seven months away from that. Ah, mm. you're lucky. Yeah. I got an official three nice starting four. in a couple of weeks, but okay. I feel, I feel I like, Remember the I like this age. Yeah. The Rams trip, right? Uh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. The, uh, right after the, post-game after the post-game <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. You had a few other. I mean, uh, I mean, Jalen Mills, I hope he had something really fun to do this week because I don't know where his head was at. Like in his head was not in that game. I mean, I don't know what he was doing, doing there, but you know, that could be, you can certainly blame that on how, on Howie Roseman and the organization, you know, Jalen Mills had a chance to test the market and came back on what a one year, $4 million deal. Right. So at a different uh, position. yeah. at a different position. So that kind of tells you what the league's view was uh, was on him, but he just played really poorly. All right. Well, I guess we can get to uh, Crow Thine Enemy as we turn our attention to on Kapadia Week to the Seattle Seahawks. They are sixth overall in DVOA and a little bit different than the Seahawks of years past. Fourth in offense, fourth passing, eighth rushing, but 23rd on defense, 27th against the pass, and eighth against the rush, although I think their defense has been a little bit better uh, the past couple of weeks. Sheila, what can you tell us about your former favorite team? Well, first of all, I haven't been, I'm sorry, I haven't been able to keep up with the comments. It's been too much. You know, you saw during the post-game pod how hard it is. Uh, we've got a lot of people in there. Thank you, everybody. You know, I'll, I like reading the chat replay after the fact, yeah. so I'll read that tomorrow, but, uh, you know, there's little I can do now. Uh, <laughs> I'm, what reading, can I, I'm reading them. Shay, Shay, right, Shay so Richardson says, I feel like Bo asks, asks about bedtime every show. Yeah, <laughs> probably I would say true. that's right. Yeah. Uh, all right, so you really have to impress Marissa with a great comment to get it read uh Red here. This isn't going to be just a willy nilly. The Seahawks. Okay. Well, uh, you know what the Seahawks record is against Doug Peterson, mm-hmm. right? Four. What do you got? Five and zero. Right. How many points do you think they've outscored the Eagles by? No, it it's four. Four. four right. Yeah. Four. Yeah. What do you think the point differential's been? Uh, thirty-five. Zach. Thirty-six. Oh, game theory in and up. All right, uh, forty-one. Okay. Oof. So Zach wins. Uh, what do you think? What do you think the most points the Eagles have scored in any of those games is? I say that game in Seattle in two thousand seventeen. Um, so was that seventeen or twenty-three? People are putting different things in the chat. I'm talking about since since Doug Peterson yeah. and Carson Wentz have been the head coach. It's four now. Uh, 15, 15, the Eagles have not scored more than 15 points in any game against the Seahawks. So, you know, it's, uh, this year it was shaping up to be a different type of year for the Seahawks until last week. And so now I almost feel like you're going to see the version you've seen in previous years because they lost back-to-back games. Russell Wilson, I think had like six turnovers in two games there. And so you saw last Thursday night, if you watch that game, it did look a lot more like previous Seahawks teams where they were basically this year through the first 
10 weeks of the season, no team was more pass heavy than the Seahawks. That includes the Chiefs. That includes the Eagles. That includes everyone else. And this is a team that two years ago ranked 32nd in that category. So they just were like, all right, we'll hand the keys to Russell Wilson. We understand it's good to pass with him on early downs. Let's do that. But then they felt like they got too pass heavy, even though I don't think that's the reason why they lost those games. They looked at it, and I think they thought that was the case. And then they come out against the Cardinals. They're much more balanced, and they win that game. So I almost feel like on Monday night, you're going to see a more balanced attack. And so it's a really it's a really top-heavy roster. I mean, it's Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. Uh, those guys are tough to cover every single week. They can score, uh, score in a hurry. They can put together explosive plays. Those guys are tough to match up with. And so that's obviously going to be a big key. And then defensively, you know, they, they made the trade for Jamal Adams. So he didn't play there in the middle of the season. He was injured. They traded for Carlos Dunlap. He played last week. So I do feel like some of the takes about their defense maybe overblown. Like I think their defense from now till the end of the year is going to be uh, better than it was through the first 12 weeks. Man, everybody, you guys couldn't look more bored. You're the no, one who asked me this I'm, question. I'm, 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 I was, I was, really, I was sorry. I was Googling <laughs> Pete Carroll 9-11 truther to look for a, an article. So go ahead. So predictable. Uh, I mean, really. Uh, so I don't know. That, that's what you're getting. The defense has not played well this season. I think they're 27th yep. in DVOA, oh, but it is a different, listening now? it is a different group. 23rd that you're, overall, uh, 27th against the pass. Okay, but you are getting a team now that has Jamal Adams, Carlos Dunlap, and uh, I think Shaq Griffin, their corner, is going to be back healthy Monday night. So it's like a different uh, different personnel-wise than you've seen previously. Do you think we will see Darius Slay match up and follow DK Metcalf? I think you, you have to. I think with so. The Eagles, with the Eagles personnel, <laughs> what, are you going to put Avante Maddox on DK Metcalf? How's that going to go for you? <laughs> exactly. I mean, really, this is what yeah. we talked We talked about this. Yes. When did they make the Darius Slay trade? April. March. April. No, not March. We yeah. talked March. about this. I am if March your other, 16th. It, yeah. I mean, if your other if guy. you nailed that date, that is, that is sick. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So you have to. I mean, if you're gonna play a five foot eight guy who's getting cooked every week on the other side, uh, he's not gonna have an easy time with Tyler Lockett. But you can't have him match up with DK Metcalf. March nineteenth, turns out, very close. Mm, not not great idea. I I I said a uh, <laughs> you know, big flex here. I was on the uh, you know the Seahawks podcast. Uh, yeah, that we have on the uh, I saw that. And I said, uh, you know, I do expect Slay to match up with DK Metcalf, and so there's. There's no limit to uh, the amount of receiving yards that Tyler Lockett could have in this game. Like he could have but, 250 receiving like, yards. If Avante Maddox uh, can't uh, can't like um, cover um, Tyler Lockett, not in terms of a cover like like sticking to him, but right, because it's that, the type of player. That's the type of player Avante should be able to cover. Like if if, if there's right. any play that in this game when Slay is on Lockett and Maddox is on Metcalf then it's like coaching malpractice almost, right? Like it just, yeah. it makes too much sense. I I think Maddox has played poorly. I, I think they've overrated. Uh, I think Maddox is a good player, but in his three years here, the position where I thought he was best was deep safety back during yeah, I think his, Maddox his, is a fine player who they have overrated. Yeah, um, but, but of the opposing receivers, you're thinking that Maddox can at, at least play with like a smaller, quicker guy because that's the type of, that's the type of, of, of corner he is. Yeah, I totally agree. All right. I mean, Lockett will smoke Maddox if he's one-on-one with him. Yeah, I mean, Lockett's all, all really game, good. 
Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you know, he can, he can win downfield. He's a great route runner. He's more physical, uh, than he looks. I mean, he is. Yeah. So, I mean, it goes back to Maddox. I mean, really you have a slot corner on your team who you like, you move him to the outside, you sign another slot corner. What are you doing? I mean, it goes back to the roster construction. Mm -hmm. How many slot corners do they have? They have three slot corners on the team. Really? The whole team. Yeah. Their second best outside corner is probably playing safety. Right. (laughs) So. I mean, maybe, I don't know, not based on what he did last week, but yeah, yeah. I would have said that going into the yeah. year. <laughs> um, and then the other thing on the other side, I'm sure that will be a, a topic of discussion is, you know, just how much Russell Wilson is going to be able to run wild on this defense who has let opposing quarterbacks do that. I mean, that doesn't matter. You stop running back runs. Right. Those are passing yards. Yeah. They're not running. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that doesn't count. Yeah. Brandon Graham no, said he- today, um, you know, he was, he was talking about Wilson and, and he's like, uh, is it know, Russell we, Wilson or Wilson Russell? He said, Russell Wilson. Um, he said, you know, you know, he can beat you with his off. arms and his legs. And, and then he said something like, and especially when you're in man coverage, he sees your back, uh, to him and he'll just take off. Well, the Eagles play man coverage all the time, basically. So, uh, <laughs> that's, that's a bad sign, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, maybe they'll play more more, uh, more zone, but he, he is selective, you know, third down, uh, high leverage situations. I feel like some veteran quarterback gave him that advice early on that only run when you need to run if you want a long career. And so it, it does seem like he, that is how he approaches it. All right. Anything else on the Seattle Seahawks? No. All right. Let's get I mean, to, I, I haven't done any, you know, maybe you, you were on the Seahawks yeah. pod flex. Yeah, you got anything to give us? That's about it. I mean, I talked about the Eagles. Yeah. Yeah. Also, a little, uh, so a little behind the scenes here. Um, mm, I like that. Last year, Google Kevin Stefanski. And Zach <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> little teleconferences behind the scenes. Last year, um, Pete Carroll was asked about Alex Singleton and his in his teleconference. This is like your favorite like, story. And, yeah, he and, loved Pete, this. and Pete had like no idea who Alex Singleton was. Okay? <laughs> and so anyway, so... Because so it today, had been like three years yeah, since he was yeah. the, on, so, at, on a training camp roster. Well, well, no, so this is why I'm telling the stories. So you guys will appreciate this. Mm-hmm. So today I, I asked Pete Carroll a, a question about like organizationally valuing linebackers because they took a linebacker in the first round this year. And, you know, he gave, he, he gave a good answer about like their linebackers and they've had Wagner and Wright for so long. They haven't really needed one for a while, but when you find a guy like Jordan Brooks, you know, you want, you want to take him. And then he's like, uh, so I can't speak to what the Eagles are doing, but I really like their linebackers. We had Singleton here and he, you know, we like, we think the world was him, you know, you think like, that was, he, he, was, like, he was self-scouting. Yeah, like last year you had no idea who this guy was. <laughs> yeah. No, I could see that. Yeah. Cause then this year he's actually, exactly. you know, yeah, exactly. he's actually yeah. doing it. They probably watched last week's film <laughs> right. and were like, wow, this, this guy's, you know, pretty <laughs> good. good. Yeah. I enjoy talking to Pete Carroll today. Yeah. He, he, I, I, as you guys know, I like people who, 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 who bring energy and he brings energy. So be the uh, be the thermostat, not the thermometer. Exactly. Every day. That's what Jordan Peterson used to tell Pete Carroll when they hung out all the time. Zach would have really loved the uh, the Seahawks beat Zach because on Mondays, you know, here it's uh, Doug's looking to get in and out of there. Uh, there, Pete Carroll's Monday press conferences after a game, he wanted to just get every answer oh, I... about the every question about that game. He said, "Let's do it on Monday, and that way we don't have to do it later in the week." 35 
40 minutes. I mean, the press conference is, I would love yeah, the it. Pre- I, I would get seven questions in a, in a Monday press conference some weeks. I mean, That's it amazing. was, uh, it would end with their PR guy saying anyone else, anyone else. Yeah. Nope. Okay. We'll uh, call it, which you probably, I don't think you would do that in Philadelphia. I do think in Philadelphia when that happens, yeah. then people just start asking really terrible, you know, it's like, I, all right, you're just asking the question because there's time to ask. I hope the Eagles but. PR staff's watching this right now because I, I would, I would love that, <laughs> well, man. I think we if get, they start watching this, we get we're going to have some problems. Yeah. We get one question. We get one question this year. And well, these are different times. It's not always, it's not always. Oh no, I'm not, I'm not complaining about it. I, yeah. I I'm, I'm just saying like in, in, in terms of like the, the questions you have in your holster, so to speak, you know, yeah. you need to fire either the best one or the one you don't think someone else is going to ask. Right. Um, like I, I, uh, I'm, I, I always want to know injury information, but I don't want to burn my question on injuries. Right. But then when you don't ask it and no one else does, you don't, you don't have the, uh, you know, the injury updates. So it, it's a little strategic sometimes. That's right. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. All right, well, it's time to uh, play the game. Everybody what get out of your is turkeys. It? Is it like midnight it yet? It is Thanksgiving Eve. Oh, okay. I got a get lot of turkeys ready. <laughs> Whoever made the gif of you doing that was incredible. So that was DeFa Ben Harris, right. uh, University of Maryland alum. Oh, he's a turd. Oh, yeah. yeah, I know, I know yeah. Ben. And the yeah. athletic, I didn't know he was the one that made the it. The athletic alum. Oh, yeah. Athletic alum. Yeah. Is, is where he works now, is that public or not? I believe so. Okay. That's public. I think you, I'm sure you could Google it. I'll double check just to Google it. So we're not anyway, adding it. Go ahead. Um, okay. Zach comes in with a resounding 50 turkeys. And I'm sure that Carson Wentz tomorrow is going to be coming for those turkeys with a gun. 
Shields got 25. I've got 24. Okay, yeah. Bet, bet, default Ben Harris works for the Milwaukee Brewers. I just wasn't sure if we were able yeah, to. I think, uh, yeah, I think that's public. Yeah. Great organization. I want to get a nice. Like in terms uh, yeah. of the way they built that roster. Well, you know, yeah. I mean, he wrote unbelievable stuff for us with the with the tipping of pitches. Remember that? Yes. Great pieces. You know, people I mean, take notice. Are you surprised, like where he went to school? Mm, like sometimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah he had to. overcome that, and so <laughs> exactly. you can overcome obstacles, <laughs> right. and you can still rise to professional organizations. Get out of there, you can. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 I love Maryland. My time down in DC. Good people down there. That's debatable. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get to it. Zach, you've got right. 50. We're going to find out if you're going to And I don't have my pen and paper around. this time, so, mm. so it's on the head. And uh, you okay. are on the on the week-long, on the season-long leaderboard. You have zero wins. Sheila and I are tied with two. Wait, now what's the – I forget what we decided. You you try to win the week, and that's a win? I think that's right, yeah. Oh, okay. I think all that right. is what makes the most sense. Okay, all right. And then if um, we're, if there's a tie, it'll be broken by how many individual things you've won. So we both have two. There's six weeks left. That's right. So Zach, yeah, it, maybe uh, seven, maybe seven. maybe eight, maybe nine. Yeah, it could be like the 04 Red Sox. But it also it also could be four or five if you know there are some COVID complications. That's true too. It could be or it uh, could be seven zero playoffs, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's what she was saying before. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting a little bit later, so Zach's losing yeah. a little <laughs> bit. Of the, yeah. I got a story. I I I need to start after this, so it's gonna be a late night for me. Oh my gosh! Mm, start after yeah. this. Jeez. All right. All right. So Zach has how many extra? Sorry, I know I this was said. I just fifty. He's got fifty. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> oh you have God. and you have twenty five, and I have twenty four. Uh oh. All right. Um. All right. Wow, so somebody on the chat says Ben Harris is my neighbor. Oh, cool. Wow. I wish. I mean, I have I'll great neighbors, so. But if I would love for him to, interesting. I would love to be, I would love to have him in my neighborhood, though. I don't know if I've ever heard someone brag about their neighbors before. Uh, it's a big thing. Great neighbors in my neighborhood. All right, it's important. You know, you don't think about that. You're thinking of the the house and all the. You don't want to be living, you know, well, around think, a bunch of clowns. I don't clowns. think you need great neighbors as much as you just want to avoid bad neighbors. That's true. I'm happy with a neutral neighbor. Yeah, I like a neutral neighbor, yeah. but a good neighbor is even better. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So not to throw Zach under the bus a little bit, but he did send he these in as we were starting. Yeah, my phone. So I didn't read over them. So now I'm realizing that two of them are kind of the same. So I think mm. I'm going to take one. one yeah, take one out and take it. Yeah, yeah take them from that. the listeners. They're not like exactly the same, but like they're pretty yeah. much. Yeah, you you've got you're the host. Love. You've got the leeway on that. I was transcribing yeah. and yeah, I'm sorry. It's okay, Zach. You're forgiven. You have your 50 turkeys, so I'm excited to see what you do with 50 them. 50 turkeys. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. You guys ready to start? Let's, Let's do it. it. All right. Richard Rodgers will lead the Eagles in receiving yards. One. Two. Three. Going once. Going twice. Dick Rod. I mean, I mean, my Rich Rod brand is way too strong. You know, I, t I tweeted out, <laughs> I tweeted out the other day the yards per route run stat, which you undersold it, him. Well, it was, uh, yeah, you're, I got it wrong, but anyway, it was just a joke. Like, you know, all right, Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, Richard Rogers, lead tight ends and yards per route run, as expected. And you know, people are like, 
people from Washington are like, oh my, you know, they let Richard Rogers go and someone sending me like a PFF thing. I'm like, no, no, no. This was you misunderstand. I'm not saying Richard Rogers is playing great. He's literally defenses are forgetting about him and he's standing in the end zone by himself and scoring touchdowns. So please, but now I've got him to be their leading receiver on Monday night football. Oh my gosh. Unbelievable. Okay. Anyway. All right. Three for that <laughs> how did this happen as defop sam lynch reminded me he's like you you were right but you said he can't do a single thing at an nfl level <laughs> all right he's the third continue. best receiver in football he's playing good football all right. all right there are three or more different offensive line combinations Ooh, good one one three or more Ooh. for the eagles Three or more, yeah, for the Eagles. Two. Three. I'll take it. Pretty sure there were six last game. Four. Oh my God. Yeah, I couldn't believe when I was watching no. the film of the last drive because I think I was sort of checked out at that time. I'm like, who are <laughs> who is playing offensive <laughs> line? What are these numbers yeah. I'm seeing out there? Uh, what what are we at? Four. I'll do a five. Six. Oh, mm, finally, finally pulling out in the, the 50. Who's on the $50 bill? So all it takes is for two guys to get hurt, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And like, or one guy to get benched <laughs> and one guy to get hurt. kind of yeah. guaranteed. Marissa, unbelievable. How did you know there were six last week? I saw it on Twitter. She's an astute oh, observer okay. of the game. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He knows Somebody, I saw something on Twitter. It was like actually a That's right, yeah. very creative tweet, and it had all the names listed. Oh, Marissa that. knows. Ben, look, we, I don't know how you had that many characters, but yeah. No, no Marissa studies reserve offensive line. She, she, she <laughs> yeah. See, we, if the we, were, yeah. we did that, we could have got some good engagement. Yeah. Uh, someone out there stealing our, you know? All right. Anyway. So, so I win right. that one at six? You've got six? Yeah. I'm not going to win six. All right. Going twice, sold to Zach. Hey, big spender. That's the Zach. most expensive uh, thing Zach's ever bought. <laughs> yeah. So oh, Zach is down to 44. Super, yeah, in this game. Yeah, not, it's not a, a general thing. Go ahead. No. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been like a weird, like, <laughs> that would have been a real <laughs> jab. <laughs> what the hell, Bo? <laughs> <laughs> Getting personal. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> DK Metcalf will have a touchdown of 40 plus yards. Mm. One. One. Two. Three. Four. Five. One. Six. Anyone six? I have, six. I have 44 turkeys left. Ooh, you do. Yeah. <laughs> Um, seven. Oh, oh, oh. I'll let you throw that weight around. Going once, twice, sold to Zach. Okay. Zach's got two of the first three. Okay. I have a certain amount of turkeys I want to come out of tonight with. Forty. You have thirty. You have thirty-seven seven. left, Zach. Yes. 37. Yep, that's what I was going for. You have a certain amount of turkeys you want to come out with or a certain amount of uh, wins you want to come out with? Well, turkeys, but I, okay. ideally I, I can I can get the a good okay. number of wins and still come out with this number of turkeys. Okay. 
Okay. You don't want to blow your whole stack, is what you're saying. Never. No. Turkey saved is turkey earned. That's not true. (laughs) All right. All right. You two. Okay. These were the two that were very similar. Okay. Jalen Hurts is on the field for the Eagles' final offensive snap of the game, or Carson Wentz does not finish the game. Oh yeah, so that's basically the same. Although yeah. let's do let's do the first one because it includes the interesting possibility of them both being on the field for the last Ooh, play of the game. Okay, I like that. Jalen okay. just just so, so we. Yeah. So yeah. again, Jalen Hurts is on the field for the Eagles' final offensive snap of the game. One, two, three, four, f- five, six. Ooh. <laughs> Do I hear seven? Do I Ooh, I'll go seven. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's eight. that's Anyone our next eight. that's that's our next gift right there. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, no. <laughs> All right, chill. Okay. No, no. no. Sold to Bo for seven. How many how many are in are we? That's four, so eight left. Eight left. Okay. So Bo. I've got seventeen. Shields got twenty-two. Zach's got thirty-seven. Yep. Okay. Russell Wilson has more rushing yards than any Eagles player. One. Two. Going once. Three. I'm not gonna let you get it for two. Yeah, two's I mean, too cheap. Yeah. Go three. Four. Going once. It's not worth going it. Going twice. Sold to Shield. You know what's interesting? Go if you look up uh Miles Sanders numbers compared to Nick Chubb is a very interesting exercise. Uh stacks up very favorably. You know what you know what's interesting is um you know how Next Gen Stats has the percentage of uh, runs with a, an eight-man box. Sanders has the the second lowest percentage in the league, so he is getting favorable run looks. You know what? I will say I I, I feel like that is a, a stat that? that is getting misused across. Okay. Uh, well, well, here's the deal: like a team like the Browns, right? I mean, if they're playing with multiple tight ends or a fullback. I mean, if you're playing yeah, heavy sets, there's going to be more people in the box. And so I feel like we just rattle off though, you know, those numbers that's and fair. it doesn't really, it doesn't really tell me much. That's all. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. The Eagles never have a lead in the game. One. Wait, so I got that Russell Wilson. Yeah, one, you right? did. Yes. Yep. So you For have how ni- much? For three. For three. So you have 19, you 19 left. left. 19. Okay. Two. Three. Never have a lead in the game. Four. Mm. Five. Six. Seven. Oh my gosh. Eight. I think I know who you guys are picking for the uh prediction. <laughs> How many more are there after this? Three? Six. Six. Did they have a lead in the Browns game? No. No. Good point. <laughs> I'll go eight. Have they had a lead this year? <laughs> I'll go nine. Oh, wow. oh my gosh! Now I will. You know, if you haven't seen the Pete Carroll clips, he doesn't. He doesn't believe there's anything to this. Get off to a hot start. I mean, you'll see him in the locker room. He yells, "Can you win a game in the first quarter?" 
Everybody yells no. Then he says second quarter. Then third quarter, everyone yells no. And he says, can you win a game in the fourth quarter? And then everyone goes crazy. So he doesn't believe in this. You know, you got to get off to a quick start, hold the lead. He kind of feels like, eh, keep it close. Fourth quarter, we'll win then. She'll says that, and then he throws out a 10 spot, right? And, yeah, 11. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're at nine, Bo? I am at nine, yes. Ooh-hoo-hoo. Which would make him only have eight turkeys left if he used nine yeah, for this. Yeah, I'm staying out of that one. I got it? Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. I feel like that's a good one. Flexy, flexy. All right. Pat yourself on the back there, big fella. Okay. Um, Jalen Hurts plays more than 10 snaps. One. Two. Three. Four. Five. Six. Ten snaps, huh? Going once. Seven. Eight. Ooh. All right, that's all you. Okay. All right. All right. Jalen Hurts plays more than ten snaps. Goes to Zach for eight. You've got twenty-nine left, Zach. Twenty-nine okay. for Zach. Nineteen for Shield. Eight for me, and five questions left. Five questions. Okay. I guess they're not okay. really questions, but. KJ Wright will blow up an Eagles screen pass, either force an incomplete or tackle <laughs> the ball carrier at or behind the line of scrimmage. <laughs> this is your shield. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've never seen a linebacker. I'm putting, I, I will full disclosure. I've never seen a better linebacker against screens. He sniffs them out every game. And I haven't seen a team worse at screens right now than the Eagles. 29. So, yeah. no. No, yeah. <laughs> I'll go uh, three. On that bad boy. Four. Might be setting you up. He might mm. stink at screens. <laughs> <laughs> little razzle-dazzle. <laughs> you want a top four? Five. Zach? 29 left. There's four questions after this. Um, there will be only three. Oh, yeah, there's four after this. Yeah. So that's right. You can have it. Okay. What did you get it for? Five? Five. Okay. Now that one, obviously, there are ones that will be obvious. If it's on the fence, Marissa is the uh the arbiter. Is the decider. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um She sounded okay. very excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> she's like F you. No, no, I'm like, no, she's like, make sure I'm like, watching KJ Wright <laughs> on. <laughs> she's like, I'm on my fifth show. It's, yeah. thanks, it's Thanksgiving Eve. And I now still I have to edit this. K- <laughs> and now I gotta see if KJ Wright's gonna blow up a screen pass she's, on Monday. She's bringing night. down the offensive awesome. lineman, and then all of a sudden now she has to watch the screen pass. I'm counting combinations. Yeah, I gotta yeah. drink my coffee from this bathtub. Yeah, yes. <laughs> There's been a lot of comments in the chat about my mug. I don't have my mug. Mm. Well, I really want coffee, but I don't want to. I really don't want to be up all night. At this hour? Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. Yeah, no. So I might make a tea, (laughs) but I haven't made it yet because I had a show before this. So I'm sorry I don't have my mug. I apologize. Um, Okay. DK Metcalf scores exactly one touchdown. One. Two. Three. Four. Five. Six. Uh, 
I started saying it's like a check swing. Uh, six. <laughs> Touch move. Yeah, six. Going once. Going twice. I'll throw a seven. I'll throw a seven. Eight. Ooh. What? <laughs> what? You were going to do seven, but you'll do eight? No, I was actually just going to go right to eight. Oh, okay. <laughs> you can have it. All right. Well, Bo would be knocked out if he yeah. gets it. I got it. my three. Bo gets yeah. it. Okay. So what do we got? How many left? Um, Two. Three left. Three left. Uh, yeah. Three and left. I have. I Four, have no idea. You've got fourteen left. 14. Zach's got twenty-nine left. Yep. Okay. All right. The Eagles win the game. <laughs> One. That was mine. <laughs> uh, two. Three. Four. What's the spread? Five, Five right now, which is like which, an which is like a like a thirty eight percent chance. Yeah, to win we looked it up. Like All that. right, yeah, it's yeah. not it's yeah. it's not crazy. Uh, five. Okay, I'm not gonna go <laughs> go higher than that. <laughs> All right. I'm not. I'm not that crazy. Is insane. Buyer's remorse. No, I'm 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 right in line with. Uh, I have a, I had a number I, I mean I want to come out with odds wise that's like better value than a lot of the things yeah. you've picked yeah totally yeah good. I mean 38 yeah, chance is high it might, be, it might be a little bit less than that but yeah okay two left Zach is at 24 Shield's at 14 okay okay DK Metcalf sets a season high 33 season high in yards let's see Which, what's his... yeah I sorry this was a late arrival my bad yeah. Okay. I take responsibility for it. Marissa's doing an outstanding job. That was my fault. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's see. DK Metcalf's season high for receiving yards this year is oh boy, 161 <laughs> against the 49ers. So that's that's tough to beat. One. Uh two. Three. Going one. No, no, I don't want. I don't want that Ooh, one. That was a bargain yeah. deal. Yeah, that's a good deal. Sorry, now Jim Schwartz said it? that uh, they they don't just need to watch out for Metcalf downfield, but on what they call a zero pass, so a pass that has no yards, and they just basically just give him the ball to, uh, to run with it. Um, a zero pass? Is that what he said? That's what he called. Yeah. Has anyone ever heard that term before in your life? I, I, I think I I'm using not. that correctly. Let me. No, I mean it could. Yeah. It, it, no, I'm thinking it's it's oh, yeah. like a Schwartz. Uh, it's a Schwartz term that I've never yeah. heard of. Yeah, I hadn't heard that specifically. Uh, I did enjoy in the mic'd up Raiders Chiefs game when Patrick Mahomes was yelling out, "It's cover zero! It's cover zero!" right before the snap. Were you watching that? No, I was not. No. Okay. Everyone's we're not all national guys. No, right? We were doing the podcast. Mm, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I suggest you go watch it. Some watch of us that are, game. Yeah. You could hear everything yeah. that the quarterbacks were saying. You, go, you have to defend cool. every inch of the field with a guy like that. They can just throw a zero hitch to him. Zero meaning it's a zero-yard route and just get him the ball, and, and he's hard to handle. Mm. Beat a zero hitch with a zero blitz. Am I right? A lot of zeros. Like <laughs> what, was the, uh, what was the final <laughs> on that one? It was um, DK Metcalf sets the season high. And Zach yards. got it? Yeah, three yep, for, three? for three. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Zach's down to 21. Mm-hmm. 
And Zach's got a, Zach's one. got a season high in turkeys. He's got he's got five uh, bids. Yeah. yeah. I could have six. Mm-hmm. Okay. Russell Wilson has two or more forty plus yard completions. Oh, I should not have bid so much on the Metcalf one because that could have gone into this. How are you? How would you? How are you to know? Forty yeah. yards is a lot, though. Forty. Uh, I will say. And, and is this? There's one more after this. No, this is no, the last this is one. Last. Oh, this is the last one. Hmm. And it's two or more. Okay. Uh, I will so start it at uh, three. Four. Five. You can have it. All right. All right. Shill, you're carrying over a lot, too. You're carrying over nine. Mm -hmm. Zach will carry Mm -hmm. over 21. Mm -hmm. Uh, To recap, Zach has uh, has five irons in the fire, Uh, at least three different offensive line combinations, a completion of 40 yards or more to DK Metcalf. Jalen Hurts has at least 10 snaps. The Eagles win. And DK Metcalf has a season high, so big Zach will be rooting for DK Metcalf in this game. <laughs> uh, Shield has Dick Rod leads the Eagles in receiving his guy. <laughs> uh, Russell Wilson has more rushing yards than any Eagle. KJ Wright blows up a screen, and Russell Wilson has at least two forty-yard completions. And I have only three. I have Jalen Hurts is on the field for the last Eagles play of the game, Eagles offensive play of the game. Uh, Seattle. Leads the or the Eagles never lead, and DK Metcalf scores exactly one touchdown. So that one could get sniped for me if he scores a, a late second touchdown. So there you go. All right, it's time for the Crystal Ball Eagle. Yeah, you know, a long way to go until next Monday, five days away. We don't even know what the uh, you know players are going to be. It sounds like Zach Ertz will probably be back. Maybe they get Jannard Avery back, which I know will be important for Shield. Or that about Sheila, you haven't even done your. Th- this is live for Sheila. He hasn't even published his picks for this bad boy yet. Well, I know, Sheila. I, I was looking for them. Filed I turned them in. Okay. I turned them in. But it's not up yet. No, either. it'll be up in the morning. I think. We make picks Flex. on our Jets podcast, and mm. I always forget to do it ahead of time. And right before the show starts, I always go find your That's pick. Okay. No one's oh, watching that show. You. Yeah, so anyway. we should include you on the Eagles picks. And the Jets one. Well, I yeah, I'm just really. saying I basically am picking what Shields picking. So uh, that's, that's a that's a compliment if I've heard one. <laughs> <laughs> that that wouldn't be a good strategy my... for Eagles games, but but overall, so yeah, actually, I, I had to look at some other picks because yours weren't up yet. Mm. So. Yeah, well, I, I was uh, should have turned them in early. I, I was talking to my brother the other night, um, just about uh, like uh, which brother, uh, my brother Alex about. Uh, a college football game that I was picking. And he said, uh, he's like, yeah, Shields great with his picks, man. He, 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 oh, uh, hey, Berm, yeah, he was, man. He was hey, my favorite Berman yeah. brother. Yeah. He was I've always said, <laughs> all, right. all right. You want me to go first? Uh, I mean, really, I can't, uh, I yeah, think I mean, that come on. <laughs> the reasoning for an Eagles win is, is that like uh, that the Seahawks get conservative, you know, that they sort of play, uh, in the style that Pete Carroll at his core wants to play in and that they're running the ball. And, you know, the Eagles defense has not played poorly against Russell Wilson. If you, you know, I don't, I don't think the, the Seahawks have not scored, I think over 26 points, I want to say against the Eagles, which, you know, it's a arbitrary number, but it's not like they're putting up 35 every time they face them. So 
the re that the reasoning for picking the Eagles would be that the Seahawks get conservative and just like something weird happens because we all look at that line and say five points Eagles, a 38% chance to win. This sounds insane. They stink. 33. They just, just Oh, 33. I think I said 38. I did. Before. I did. I tried to correct it. During, oh, yeah, yeah. oh, sorry. All right. 33. Well, that's still a lot. I mean, you wouldn't say they have a 33% chance to win. Yeah, right? No way. Yeah. So, uh, so it, it is higher than one would expect, but I'm not going to pick them. I mean, I don't know how ugly it will get because I, I could see a scenario where the Seahawks come out running on first and second down, you know, trying to pound the ball up the middle and uh, Jim Schwartz likes that and they stop that. But eventually they're going to hit on some big plays. Eagles have shown me nothing to suggest that they have anything going offensively, uh, creatively, or that they can get out of the funk they're in. They currently rank, let me ask you this. I know you don't want any more questions. It's time to sign off. But I'm happy to uh, stay here all night. They currently rank 30th in DVOA. Football Outsiders has had D 30th in offensive DVOA. Football Outsiders has data going back to 1985. How many years do you think they've ranked 30th or worse in offensive DVOA in that period? Since 85? Yeah, that's when that's as far back Two as previous times. Two previous times? Well, so for... Uh, a, a lot of those years, or not a lot of those years, but like ten of those years, there were fewer than thirty teams. Yeah, you know? so so that's uh, a good. Are we? Good are you point. saying thirtieth or just? I'm glad uh, I didn't tweet this out. Yeah, See? That's that would have been bad. Because, yeah, you're right. Because in ninety, <laughs> it, so, oh, so is it zero? Yeah, the answer is zero. zero. Yeah, because mm -hmm. in nine, I remember looking the other day when I was answering the question about the the worst season for an Eagles fan because 98 they were I think second or third worst in the league but yeah it was they were only 30 Mark teams. Brunel Kerry Collins all right I'll, I'll have to uh what do the kids say workshop I'll have to workshop that yeah, bad if you boy want to before. really go viral and that can all right it, you gotta, you gotta <laughs> right. at least okay. you should send all your tweets to Zach for fact checking. <laughs> you, you, you think if I do that and then mix in some of those O-line combos I'll be like uh double my follower count I don't know about Possible. double but yeah right. uh anyway the point is their offense is like as bad as it's been uh, league-wide potentially in the last yeah, 35 years. So I will go Seahawks 27, Eagles 14. Okay. Uh, I'll go, Zach. You can close it if you want. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think the Eagles have uh, little chance in this game. I think they're a bad team playing a good team. I think they're, uh, the Seahawks' defense is getting better. I think you know we're embroiled in this uh, all-of-a-sudden quarterback controversy that is probably not going away anytime soon. I think they are unable to stop the Seahawks' offense. I think Shields trying to suppress a giggle <laughs> well, for something. Well, there were a couple. What We had a good comment, which was someone said, talking Zach talking to his brother, Big Flex, <laughs> which I thought was good. <laughs> And then we had maybe the weirdest comment in, uh, in YouTube history. Is it weird to imagine Bo with Marissa's hair? <laughs> that, that guy's been having a few cocktails. Yeah, that uh, guy's been playing the drinking game. game yeah. yeah. All right. So anyway, go ahead. Uh, that does remind me, just a reminder to our listeners. Reminds you of what? Uh, the, <laughs> the, not that part. Something he said before that. The uh, the Birds with Friends T Public store, yeah, the merchandise store, up and running, looking good. Uh, a, a a bizarre amount of the pyramid scheme shirts have been sold, and we've got uh, the logo shirts, a couple different varieties up there. And I believe if you 
there's a good sale now, but if you wait until Friday, Black Friday, I think there's going to be maybe an even better sale. So uh, all kinds of good stuff you can get, not just T-shirts, hoodies, you know, mugs, uh, all good stuff. So uh, check that out. And then, uh, Sheila, are you going to be doing a sandwich tonight? Oh, yeah. Shoot. Forgot. What? Marissa, just just give me a number like do like one to 50 and I'll look it up after and I'll I'll send it to you. You know, we can announce it later. OK. OK. Should I tell you now? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm 26. So 26. Oh, 26. that is a big flex. Oh, huge. <laughs> that is the biggest flex wow. we've ever heard on the show. Well, I did my, oh, I did I'm my favorite no number. I did Jeez. my birthday. <laughs> All right. I don't know what other numbers talk to about pick. rubbing it in. Unbelievable. 26. <laughs> Bowen, great job getting that uh, t-shirt promo in an hour, 45 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> Great job. At least I got it in. Yeah. I mean, the I charity mean, that we're giving. But to I would say there happy. is an overlap of the people who are who would listen this far in, and the people who would also buy a piece of merchandise. That seems like the same type of person. Uh, I'm taking Seahawks 34-17. Okay, so the over under here was 50, which uh, I thought was a high number given the Eagles' offense, right? Mm. Um, but uh, over under 50, yeah. I guess they're they're thinking the Seahawks' defense wow, stinks. And I hit, man, I, I put it at 51. Yeah, so. Uh, look, I mean, I, I think what, what, what you guys said is accurate. Uh, un, un, until the Eagles show us any evidence that they're worthy of being picked, it's it's hard to pick them. They're they're not a good football team right now. They're not particularly well coached. Their quarterback's not playing well. Uh, so, and the Seahawks were my Super Bowl pick from the NFC. Uh, 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 yeah, from the oh. NFC. So, I like the Seahawks team, um, and uh, they are getting healthier. They they play well against the Eagles. Uh, I I have the Seahawks uh, winning this game and covering. Um, I I have it uh, thirty to twenty one. All right, there you go. Well, All I right. guess uh, I guess that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. We will talk to you uh, late late Monday night Tuesday morning. Sheila, will you be joining us? I don't know. It's a it's Monday be, night game. You got nothing else. Very late. What do you mean I have nothing I mean, else? I got a lot of work yeah, to do. I'm prolific. I'm churning out content here. But we can do, you know, the early one. You, you know, it's the only game you're going to be watching. We'll see. That one might have to be like game dependent. You know, if it's if it's a game worth talking about, you know, listeners, you know, if, you know, if Shield deems you worthy of, uh, you know, of yeah. his time. She'll, well, she'll bow and I, mean, I that's were, uh, were messaging with, with Peter all year and just, okay, just planning our content. And, yeah. uh, and we said, uh, I was like, you know, I was, I was thinking of, of, a, a Wentz headline for this one particular story. And I was like, but the, uh, but the Wentz stories really aren't, aren't gaining much traction right now. Um, and Pete's like, yeah, Shield, Shield took it all from you guys. <laughs> yeah, he throws in a big that that bad boy's about to leave the yard, so he's flexing yeah. for you. Yeah. To us. Listen, we go back a ways, you know. <laughs> I had hair. I wasn't married. It was a long time ago. I've known Pete for a long time. Yeah, so, so Thanks, yeah, Pete. so I, I thought you'd appreciate that. <laughs> you just painted a picture that I'd like to see of like, uh, you know like days and confused times early 80s late 70s shield and like you know big hair just strutting around the town looking like looking for girls so, you, know, you and you and pistol pete <laughs> that was not what was happening <laughs> we're keeping marissa up here right it's it's her, yeah, it's her thanksgiving it's okay yeah. all right well that'll do podcast it. today that she's produced yeah. <laughs> for this episode of birds of friends um we will we will talk to you 
after the Monday Night Football game. So for Marissa and Sheil and Zach, I'm Bo. Thanks for listening. And as always, we are very, very thankful for you, the listeners. We love you. Hey, football fans, this is Diana Rossini from The Athletic. Get the top stories in pro football snapped directly to your inbox with our latest NFL newsletter, Scoop City. Jacob Robinson and I will bring you the daily scoop of top NFL articles, posts, and podcasts every Monday to Friday. Sign up for free now at theathletic.com backslash scoop.